Blog Talk Radio. And welcome to today. My name is Saida Brown, and I'm so glad to have you guys listen to Cy Brown Today podcast. Welcome, welcome, welcome. I have so much exciting, good stuff to help you with today, business and personal stuff. It's, it's just a good day. I'm glad to be with everyone. I have to say, welcome to today. Today's show, we will talk about microfinancing and microlending. Many of you who follow me on Facebook and Twitter and LinkedIn and YouTube know that I am a champion for women in business. I'm a champion for lifting women out of poverty via entrepreneurship. And I say it every day. Every time you talk to me, I'll be saying the same thing. (laughs) It's incredibly important for me to use whatever knowledge I have in my head and then partner it with the knowledge uh, that's in the heads of all of my friends to really help women learn and grow and shift perspectives to break free of all the negative energy so we can live an amazing life of possibility. So that's really, really important for me. As many of you know, I'm on the process, on the journey of a one-year initiative entitled CEOs Rock. And the whole concept of CEOs Rock is just creating a, an organization and a support group of women, uh, aspiring women CEOs and existing women CEOs so we can share and learn from each other. And during this one-year initiative, it's my prayer and desire that we get particular funding where we can have our own micro-lending program. Statistics have shown that most businesses can start particularly women-owned businesses, for as little as $500 to $2,500. Just think of what you could do if someone said, here's 500 bucks for your business, or here's $1,000. Many times that's all we really need. But because of so many other factors, you know, women are just systematically shut out of so many things, lack of relationships, lack of education, We spend time with our children and our families and maybe you're not on a very aggressive career track. There's just a host of different issues. But I will share just the desire for us to have a micro-lending program coupled with the availability of so many micro-lending programs that are out there. I just thought it was important for me to share the information that I found through my own research as well as information that I found online about micro-lending. So I will share um, just a couple of things with you. Most of the information that I get or I use, I cross-reference, check, and double-check. So I don't find something in one place and then, you know, just start spewing information. You know if it's coming from me, I've checked and double-checked. But even just a basic search for microfinancing or micro-lending, this is what you will find. And this information is actually coming from BBC News. So, and, it was, and, I, and I actually did do uh, some cross-referencing on it. Um, and before I get started with that article, I just want to give a big shout-out. Hi, Ms. Forrest. Thank you for joining us. You're in the chat room. Big shout-out. 
Hi, you found me online. Oh, let me share this really quickly before we get started. Um, I did send out an email that I have created a new group on Facebook. It is entitled Cy Brown and Friends. So just put Cy Brown and Friends or Cy Brown in your search box in Facebook, and you'll find the group. <laughs> it says Community. And also when you type in Cy, it'll, you'll also find the link to my public page, which I despise fan page. I consider all of you my friends and women in the community. I just don't get high off of the term fan page at all, but my public page. <laughs> so please feel free to like that. I will like you back. <laughs> and you can definitely join our email list. You can log on to the website. You can log on to cybrown.com and all the information for CEOs Rock and Welcome to Inta. Everything's on one place. So I wanted to get that out of the way <laughs> uh, and jump right into what this whole microfinancing and microlending is all about. And then I want to share a really good, feel-good story about a woman who has actually used microlending micro, or microfinancing. The terms are interchangeable for the most part um, to help her business. And this that I'm going to share with you now comes from the BBC and to those the British Broadcasting Corporation. And for those who are in the chat room, I am posting the link right now so you can click it and you'll be able to see exactly what I'm sharing um, this year. It's just to kind of the start of what microfinancing is. The award of the Nobel Peace Prize to a Bangladeshi economist, Professor Mohammed Yunus, has focused the attention of the world on the microcredit scheme he pioneered. So what are microcredits? They are very small loans, typically less than $100, which is 54 pounds, made to the rural poor in developing countries who normally do not qualify for traditional banking credit. This is often the way they can establish a business and lift themselves out of poverty. Okay, ladies, we are on to something here. Professor Yunus founded his Greenman Bank in 1976 during a devastating famine in Bangladesh. Today it has 6.6 million borrowers, of whom 97% are women. The focus on female borrowers in a society where women are frequently forced to take responsibility for their entire family is one of the characteristics that caught the Nobel Committee's attention. Greenman, which means village, is an idea that spread to more than 40 countries, including Sri Lanka, where women's banks were already a familiar concept. I'm not going to read the whole thing because I put the link in the chat room, but I will share with you um, some key points of the story. Um, as we move along, um, okay, sorry about that. Um, Grayman transactions take place at the village level, usually in a local hall or temple. Typically, a Grayman borrower will use a loan to buy tools and equipment to set up on their own. As the microcredit idea has grown, and the, organiza the organization has extended into foundations dedicated to fisheries and irrigation. By avoiding both employers and unscrupulous <laughs> local money lenders, the loans aim to break the cycle of exploitation that frequently condemns rural vis villagers who live in poverty. So basically the gist is just saying how this man, who is a professor, saw the opportunity and saw the need for lifting this particular community Bangladeshi people out of poverty. And for them, it's as little as $100. It's as little as $100. So when you think about what we can possibly do, especially with women-owned businesses um, focusing on service, many of us provide services as opposed to products or restaurants or manufacturing, 
a hundred bucks can help just to get us started with business cards, a basic website, and money for gas to get around to your first networking events. So micro-lending and micro-financing and micro-loans, particularly for women, particularly even for women of color, is going to be uh, widely, more widely accepted as we progress, particularly, particularly wow, I'm tongue-tied today, through um, urban communities. And as this economy continues to not do as well as people think it is, right now there's such a disparity between the haves and the have-nots. And the majority sit in the have-nots, hence what's happening in Wisconsin right now. So when we look at that, really it's a system of we're trying to make a dollar out of 15 cents, you know, the Tupac song, and that's really what's happening right now. So I'm a big fan of micro-lending and small loans, and I will share with you, I started my company, Impact, many years ago with just $200, and Family Circle Magazine was so impressed that they actually did a story on how I started my business with $200 and in a few short years was grossing well, the year they did the story in 2009 uh, was over $80,000. Over $80, it was 87000 to be exact. Um, so it can be done. It, it can definitely be done, and it's definitely doable. Um, I want to share with you a quick story that I found online on Huffington Post. I'll put this ad up right now in the chat room for those of you who may want to check the link out. And it's about a woman who found the need to start a business just totally based on the fact that she was having difficulty finding childcare. She was an immigrant, and when I saw the story, it just it just resonated because that's the whole spirit in which CEOs rock is really founded. Just you know, I I was so frustrated that our elected officials were had to actually come together to make a vote to pass unemployment benefits last November. Just give us the few hundred bucks a week, and and let's keep it moving. But you know what? With all of us becoming the CEOs of our life our business and our careers, one day we're going to look back and laugh at the money that we thought we needed to sustain our families and just say, you know what, we're, we're, we're fine anyway. So anyway, let me just share this um, quick story that I found on Huffington Post. And it, was, it really touched my heart. The topic, and I'm going to post it on our blog and on, our, on, on my public page today. Rosalva immigrated to the U.S. 20 years ago, struggled to get by as a babysitter, house cleaner, and community service worker while raising children, all while raising children. In 2002, and it's a couple of different stories, um, Valerie lost her husband to gun violence in Hayward, leaving her as a young single mother to take care of her two children. And Lupe was a single mom working full-time at a low-skilled job while coping with her son's diagnosis of neurofibromatosis. None of these women are stereotypical are in the stereotypical picture of a microfinance recipient. They're not from a developing world, which is what we just heard about the professor in Bangladesh, and they don't have a baby strapped to their back while walking 10 miles to a well. They're from one of the most prosperous places on earth, the Bay Area. And the story just goes on to talk about um, kiva.org, and I'll put that in the chat room right now, www.kiva.org. They specialize in microfinancing and microlending and microloans. And there's, with so much emphasis being placed on poverty in emerging con economies, there's a lot that we can learn right here in the United States. So I, I share that link with you, um, and I also share with you that this is saying that studies find that American women are just as likely as women in poorer countries 
to place their family needs over their own. And that's something that we all do anyway. A lot of times we find that we have to take care of our family first, parents, aunties, uncles, and then we kind of fall somewhere in the back. And, you know, we we can't do that. If we really are serious about lifting our families out of poverty and getting our families to a place of prosperity, then it's really important that we understand what's necessary. And sometimes that means putting ourselves first. And as a woman who is married with two kids, it's not easy. And you, you kind of almost feel guilty, right? You, you You may feel kind of guilty that you should be doing something for your family, but the reality is you need to do something for yourself first. So I wanted to come before you this morning and share some really good links, give you something to think about today, give you a couple of resources that you can marinate on, just to help you think about microfinancing, alternative financing methods, and really see how you can help, how it can possibly help your business grow. Thank you all for listening, and always remember that we shall pass through this world but once. Any good, therefore, that we can do or any kindness that we can show to any human being, let us do it now. Let us not defer or neglect it, for we shall not pass this way again. I'll see you soon. Mm-hmm.